Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And this is our Tube Talk episode. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, some of the latest TV episodes, review them, talk about some new shows coming out, and uh, maybe some shows that uh, we're just now getting a chance to actually watch. I disagree, Matt. Okay, disagree all we you want, talk Joel. About, we should talk about past shows. Okay, past shows only. Past Let's shows talk only. about MASH. Yes! <laughs> Do it! And Friends. And ALF. And Seinfeld. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Step by Step. Okay. Step by Step. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. And with me, I have Mr. Joel Cunningham. Hello. How you doing, Matt? Doing awesome. How are you? Doing good. My neck's sore. Why is your neck you sore? you like to come massage it? No. Maybe between you can, between you can stay recording. on your side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I worked out. That's my really? first, my first time ever, yeah. <laughs> ever? <laughs> my first time in a while though. It's been okay. like six months. I've been super busy and I haven't had a chance and I went. But I bought this membership to uh what's the place? UFIT, which I did almost out of principle. This was the it Sounds gonna, like a phone app. I'm gonna go down this path. Okay. But I'm gonna try not to go too far down this path. Okay. So <laughs> I went to and I will not mention the gym name by name, but it was a gym. Globo gym? Well, you know, average shows. It's famous in the LA area. Okay, How about that. Gotcha. Yeah. So I went to this gym, just saying, like, "Hey, guys, hey, Jim, I want to get in the membership of the gym, right?" Yeah. Just kidding. And <laughs> uh, the guy was like talking to me about the deals they had going on, and I told him that they were doing one at UFIT. So they had a ninety dollar deal for it was like a year. And I was like, "Bro, they got a great deal here. What are you offering here?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, we don't do that kind of stuff here. You see, we're like the Mercedes, and if you want to drive a Honda, you can go to the UFIT. And you went to you Jersey drive- for this so, one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm driving a Honda. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So I kind of did it out of principle. I was like, if you're going to tell me that I, that I, you know, I don't know. Okay. It, yeah. So I'm at UFIT. And it's great. Sounds like an app where you just do all the workouts and they send you pictures of what to UFIT. Do. Yeah. Yeah." Yeah, or like, or, yeah, like you're you're gonna fit it's in these nice. clothes it's by the time nice. you're done. Okay, I, it's like a neighborhood gym. All right, this is the LA where friendly like neighborhood their, gym. Their designer workout clothes and everything. Yeah, nice. Which is me. <laughs> well, hey, let's talk about TV. Hey, let's do that. Awesome. <laughs> let's go. I for like it. that though. It's good to know. We got some good stuff to talk about on TV too. We We've got do. a lot of shows that are like restarting and getting into good stuff. So I'm excited. Listen, we put in some serious work this I week, did. guys. Joel, I did. Joel did put a lot. He put a lot of work in. I did quite a bit. I probably watched a whole season yeah. of a show. Yeah. He watched a whole season of a show, but definitely not as good as the one that I watched. I'm not mad, but he's mad. I am owed reparations. <laughs> I'll get the next one. Okay, fair okay. enough. You buy the next gift card for the contest. Let's start off what I'm really <laughs> excited to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Let's start off with Better Call Saul. Yay! It's a great show. I'm officially caught up. And awesome. so are you. Yeah, I am. And yeah. we uh, we talked about this last week, and I just watched like one episode of yep. season two. Yeah, and there's a new episode coming out. Tonight. Tonight for us, yes. we release this. And so I'm really excited to catch that, because the last one ends on, like they all end on a bit of a cliffhanger type thing, but right. this one in particular ended on a very strong cliffhanger, where we're kind of left wondering, is Saul in like big trouble? Right. You know? <laughs> so this last one. Did he really mess himself up there? Um And- I, I hate talking about like because what what AMC will do is they'll preview, you know, they'll preview the next episode. Yeah, which solves Jimmy by the way at this point. Still, right. So, so yeah. yeah, Jimmy McGill. Yeah. Um, slipping Jimmy. Slipping. And he. Uh, okay, so at this one, the big the big cliffhanger is he finds out he finds out that uh, okay again we spoil things on the tube yeah, talk spoiler okay warning. spoiler warning if you don't want to know about better call Saul watch it because it's probably my favorite TV show on TV at this moment it's a good one um so um 
at this moment, he walks in uh, all furious. He finds out that his brother right, recorded Chuck. him. His brother Chuck has been re- has recorded his confession that he doctored right, that documents he, that he kind of coerced him into yeah. in a way because he was pretending to be much more desperately right. in need of. And and Kim's like, yeah. "Hey, we can figure this out." And then you're like, uh, "Oh, weird." Saul's being or Jimmy's being all like weird and like calm right. about this. Yeah. And then he just the tape thing yeah. makes him explode, and he yes. goes over to to Chuck's and he basically kicks in the door yes. <laughs> and then like tears a bunch of stuff up. And then there's yeah. people that witness him like, you know, breaking in. And Which he went there. He yeah. Went there, sorry. Yeah. So he, there are people that witness him. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. And they basically now have what I'm guessing is enough to show that he's potentially tampering with evidence or destruction of evidence right. or obstruction of justice, potentially the physical threat that he breaking made. And his entering, breaking and entering, threatening. There's a number of different things that they could potentially get him in trouble for. Oh yeah from his activity right at that moment. Although, I mean, I don't think, obviously he doesn't get disbarred unless he like changes his identity. Cause you know, we have the next breaking bad and right. he's a you know, lawyer and that. So who knows what's going to happen. But I really was, I mean, you always get this moment with these types of shows by Vince where it's like, you're waiting for somebody to break and you're waiting for it to break and you're waiting for it. And you're waiting. Like I, I personally like this entire last couple seasons have been like waiting for Jimmy to like, just let his brother have it. Yeah. You know, to, his just brother like, is terrible. It's, oh, his bro- see, that was the funny thing. We talked about this in the last recording. I was starting to kind of feel better for, I never feel. did. I don't know what you were talking about. Well, so. I started to feel for his brother around the time where he talked about like how he took some money from his family. Right. And you know, there was just some aspects of like, when he was starting to explain why he prevented his brother from becoming a lawyer at the at the firm instead of just like this blanket thing that he didn't do like and he's explaining that like you know he's a fraudster he's done these things i've yeah. had to bail him out of jail i've yeah. blah 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 like i started to feel more bad for him not that i agreed with what he did but i started to kind of see his side of it a little bit yeah. and obviously there was like some brotherly contention and stuff like that but then by the end of this season so far yeah i can't stand the guy i'm back to really not saying him but like jimmy let him have it yeah you know and he went there he was like your wife which he what left you because of blah and you've got this stupid i'm gonna burn this house down (laughs) (laughs) just i was like nail him get him him, him." it was like amazing so i know and then the other side and you talked about this i mean the two sides of the coin is you kind of have it's slowly slipping more into this suspenseful actiony type almost breaking bad show with uh mike yeah which is excellent yeah and so you said there's like two sides so yeah so to catch up a little bit and i want to talk about it because the show is deserving of being talked about it's just really really good it starts off you know season one starts off it's its own thing and it still is its own thing yeah um but you're it's slowly kind of starting to connect a little bit to breaking bad yeah which makes sense Uh, this first of all let me say this is the best prequel or spinoff series I've ever seen. Yes. Um, I, w- I would give it that award immediately. And I think the fact that Vince Gilligan has been on, not he hasn't just created it and then let it go to go do other projects. He's on board with it and he's still working on it. Yeah. And I think that's just genius on his end. And um, he, uh, this this show, it's, it's more of that, you know, drama comedy. But like you said, it's starting to make its way to becoming more intense like Breaking Bad was. And yeah. I think a lot of that is Mike... Uh, is is stuff that's happening with Mike. There's two. You have like two main characters. Really, you know, Jimmy or Saul. He's the main character, but but Mike is like the other main character. And you follow his story and why he's doing what he's doing. Why he's trying to to make the money to help you know to help his family and yeah. and and all of those things and how he kind of gets in with you know bad people. Yeah. And 
and it all makes sense and right. it's perfect. It's all the action elements is, is, is Mike stuff. Right. And in it's, it's done brilliantly. And I, I, there's some criticisms out there of people who are saying, you know, there's all these breaking bad characters, you know, there's like little cameos. Right. Um, we had a huge one and a smaller one. So you had Francesca, who's kind of like his receptionist from Breaking Bad. Right. Which is f- hilarious to me. The whole scene was hilarious. He's yeah. He's like, like, oh, mention Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mention Cracker I thought that was great. How it was, and it was great in a way because it's like, it, it was a cool tie-in. I don't yeah. know. Just seeing her in the way, he was like, no, I just have a feeling about her. And yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of a funny thing because that fits his character. Yeah. But it also fits because of Breaking Bad and right. the fact that she's still going to be there for I that. know, exactly. Yeah. And, and we're just getting closer because these events are just going to lead right. right up to. And then the bed. other big, big, big one, which we can talk more about once you're done, no, if you're but Gus, yeah, you know, Gus. which is huge, and he made such an amazing appearance to me because it was perfect in a way. That's exactly what you expect of Gus, which is kind of like not assuming, very friendly, but then he's got that like look, those moments where it's he just evil. like yeah, where it just turns like blank and it's like crud. It reminds it, it reminds you of that scene where he walks down right. without saying a word and just cuts that dude in the neck absolutely and breaking bad. <laughs> right and it, ex- exactly and the thing that's so awesome about gus in breaking bad is that he plays such a good antagonist for um can't think of their names right now walter but white and jesse Walt, yeah but i mean he plays such a good nemesis in a sense because he is of equal intelligence and he's not like a lot of the people up to that point in the show that Waltz had faced off against yeah. were kind of idiots. Yeah, he's smart. You know? He's brilliant. And they were more just like they had a lot of violence. Very careful, right. calculated. But Gus is calculating. He's careful. And so he was such an amazing nemesis. And you see that in his character in this episode, the way that he's kind of almost in a way playing with Mike right. and sort of testing Mike and his it's kind of building. And it wasn't cheesy in how he was introduced. No. It makes sense because Mike eventually works for him. And yep. that's like one of the things that we learn about Mike when we first see him in Breaking Bad is yeah. he works for Gus. Right. And the big complaint that I'm seeing a lot of on this episode was that it was a little slow. But if it takes episodes where they're building tension to get to the moments where you have like Jimmy in this episode exploding, exploding and freaking out. And that it was played so well because if they, it would have been really crazy and ridiculous if they were both having these insane things going on, but I'm fine with them building Mike's story up while letting Jimmy have sort of the intense emotion and the tense connection there uh, with his brother. And that was, it's, it left it in such a place that I'm like, I really, I just, I'm really wondering where things are going. I think one of the aspects as well that the show that I love is they're tying in what's happening, not just in Breaking Bad, but they're tying in what's happening after Breaking Bad. I love it. talking about where Jimmy ends up or Saul ends up. You know, working at the Cinnabon. Yeah, Gene. (laughs) But then they're also, at times, giving you some of his backstory and showing him as a kid and showing him, you know, when he's getting in trouble with the law and everything. And I thought recently where they showed him actually as a kid and you saw his dad getting taken advantage of. And he knew it was a And he knew that his dad was getting taken advantage of. It just makes more sense because he's like, well, I don't want to be like that. Right. So it just makes sense why he would have more or less kind of gone down that road. Right. You know, it showed some tendencies towards that activity and i like already, that it's but. and i like that it's not like breaking bad where you know your character is just getting more and more evil he's yeah. good he's good at heart you he know is, yeah. he makes a lot of dumb decisions right I, and does yeah. things for like for like gain he does he makes decisions without thinking of the repercussions of it right he's selfish but he's not psychopathic right whereas waltz was in a way psychopathic but i would also say that a lot of that was on the basis of he was a very intelligent guy that was doing some really crazy stuff because he thought he was dying yeah. And so he kind of got pushed into this breaking 
bad mode. So I'm not saying that Saul would ever go down that road either, but I think it's amazing the parallels that we're starting to see where it's like a minor version of Breaking Bad. Yeah. It's like Saul Goodman's story of Breaking Bad. Right. You know, it's like his breaking in a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like breaking kind of bad. <laughs> kind, yeah, yeah. Breaking kind of bad. So yeah. But man, I love this show. I, I, I'm impressed that it's you know three seasons in and it's it's still good. Yeah. So it's let's talk really about good. this episode in particular. What I mean, how what's your rating for like this episode in particular? Uh, this latest episode, I I, I loved it. I mean, we got it's nine. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably give it like a nine point two, nine point three out yeah. of ten. I mean. Yeah, I think Mike's the the big thing was kind of Mike's role in it was yeah. a little slow. But... He does so much without saying hardly anything. Yeah, but like even remember that scene where Jimmy's like with the the tape, yeah. and his brother had like told him to like roll it, and you're just like, oh, that's so just like cool how they tied those things things together because you don't even think that's gonna be tied. And then in he rips anything. it off and it's all jagged. Yeah, and you see it's all jagged. <laughs> I mean, just little things that they tie in with it's the really show. Good. Yeah, so, so good. I'm super excited for tonight's episode. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. gonna hopefully uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep up on this. We'll talk about yeah, it every week. Yeah, this is a show we'll definitely be keeping up on. Yeah, uh, for the coming episodes. one of the best ones out there right now. Yep. Another show that I'm actually kind of glad it's over. <laughs> and then we can kind of uh, put it out of its misery here and see if it gets renewed for next season is 24 Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started talking about this, but I stopped talking about it because it was frustrating. Thought I'd give it the whole season to uh, get better. Yep. And it didn't. <laughs> so let's just talk about that. The okay. um, 24 Why Legacy. Why did it not get better? It, it just, it didn't get better. It, it's it's 24 light. Like if there, it felt kind of like it was being 24, but- yeah. It was lazy. I felt like it was lazy. It just took a bunch of plot points that we had from all the other 24 seasons yeah. and it couldn't make it its own. And it did it. It did all those copycat plot elements not as good. Hmm. Um, and it, there wasn't enough, there weren't enough characters to care for. You yeah. like the main character. Right. Um, and even even though you like the main character, uh, his name's Eric Carter, and he, uh, uh, Corey Hawkins plays him and he, you like him. He's, he, you like him enough but he he wasn't you weren't as like ah, what's the word you just weren't on board with him as much as you would say like a Jack Bauer. You weren't as connected to his his journey or his character, I guess. Right. It's frustrating. I mean, because Twenty Four is such a classic show for a lot of people. It is a you know some people loved Twenty Four. Yeah. And absolutely, just they couldn't get enough of that show. I, I mean, was one of those people. I wasn't, but yeah. even as a person that's not a fan of it. I know that if they're going to bring a show like this back, they're going to have to bring something new to the table. Yep. You can't just literally regurgitate the some some of the elements from prior show in a not good way. It's like you have to bring something new and dynamic to the table and it can't just be cast change. There was a lot of you know? Okay, and here's another frustrating. There's a lot of like soap opera drama. Yeah. Like between him and his wife, between his brother and his wife, like this weird like love triangle that was yeah. pointless, so yeah. pointless. <laughs> um, and also with one of the analysts and his uh, uh, ex, and it and it was just kind of like a I don't know, it was just like a lot of pointless things. They're trying to like give you character development as it's happening, but it felt forced mm. and like it didn't belong. Yeah. Um, and I would say Miranda Otto is in this. She did a really good job. I like Jimmy Smith, um, even Teddy Sears who. I can't think of his the name in the show, but he uh, it, it was just one of those, yeah. Like he had some really good supporting characters, but yeah. it, the show didn't justify having all that talent and giving you a good story. How did it do in this aspect? Because I watched the first episode, yeah, and I think the thing that really kept me from gauging in a deeper way is it didn't it didn't in deeper way, yeah. Well, the show didn't feel deep. It yeah. didn't feel like there was a big story that they were kind of just starting to break into, like the tip of the iceberg type thing. Yeah. 
was that there with the original 24 where it felt like you're kind of going into this much bigger type world or was it still more just driven by Jack Bauer? It was, well, it was, it was driven by Jack Bauer and the people at, at his agency at CTU. Right. Um, and here's the thing, 24, uh, as it was, was 24 episodes. Yeah. You got a lot of development whether you wanted to or not, it's a lot of TV. Yeah. And um, 24 Legacy is only 12 episodes. And they said if they continue, it's only going to be 12 episodes at a time. So I don't know why they call it 24 Legacy just in general. <laughs> they should just call it 12. Yeah. Um, but they did this thing at the very end where, first of all, the end was a little bit maddening. The penultimate episode, you had the director of CTU basically subdue a guy by putting him in a chokehold in an <laughs> office that people could see and kind of grabbing him real quick and falling to the ground so people couldn't see him. So hopefully nobody saw him like right. chokehold this yeah, dude. which is very realistic. Right. And yeah. so he he did it. And then you don't see the ramifications of that. Oh, dear. The next episode is like he's still in charge. The guy did the chokehold him on him. And like, I don't know if he was just out of commission the whole time. Like he was passed out that whole time. You don't yeah. see the ramifications yeah. of him. In the old 24, Jack did stuff like that. And the guy would wake up later and then like be all mad like and going after Jack to do yeah. that. This one, they didn't talk about that at all. And what they did for the 24 part is they got, so it started at noon and ended at midnight, right? So what yeah. they did was at like 11.47 on the clock at p.m., they like, <laughs> when they brought, they like fast forwarded the clock 12 hours to really? like be 24 hours. What? Yeah. I, I was like, you can't do that. I That's don't know. cheating. It just felt, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I did like how it kind of wrapped up a little bit, but as a whole, the story wasn't effective. And to your point, the one story that they tried to, to kind of pull at your heartstrings was the relationship between Eric and his wife. And yeah. It just it it, didn't. The reason I'm saying that is just because when I watched the episode, it felt like there was really only one plot line that felt significant enough to kind of continue to the next episode, which was like him trying to get that the the money back or whatever it was. But it it felt like that'll get that could get wrapped up in like five ten minutes in the next episode. And it, it so I mean yeah there was some drama with his wife, but it literally felt like everything could have gotten wrapped up within one episode. Whereas I would expect with a show that's going to go like a full day of crazy stuff that there's got to be some much bigger picture of things happening. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. It just didn't feel that way. And that's why I was asking like if it was like that or not. They tried the to do that, before. but it felt like it was tacked on at the end, like in okay. the seventh or eighth episode in, they like were like, oh, there's the bad guy that I thought was the main bad guy isn't really the main bad guy. Yeah, because there's shows out there though. I mean, we watch Flash. Yeah. And that show for the most part is a very stealth-contained type. I mean, there, especially recently, there have been like episodes that have tied very strongly into the episode you get like after one main bad like guy and then like a bad guy of the week. Right, but for the most part, the show is kind of like each episode was self self-contained yeah. yep. and this doesn't feel like a show that needs to be self-contained it feels like a show that's telling a long story and if that's the case you need to bring bring big stakes yeah. and big things happening that you're slowly revealing another thing that was frustrating in the the other 24 the original 24 did this a little bit they took some liberties with the time so yeah. for example it's it's and i gotta commend people that try and write for the show just in general because they have to they have to be conscientious it's a lot it's it's in live like yeah. it's so right. it's, it's happening yeah. in real time yeah yeah so you know it, it's they do really good at the in the first few seasons of the original 24 because they're like all right it's gonna take it takes you know 30 minutes to drive from here to here so we can't be on that character for 30 minutes because right, so they do something so they go to another characters yeah yeah and so a lot of time that's a writing thing that i have to do but they took way like someone would get a phone call or someone would say hey i have to go 
um, call somebody and then like the next scene, um, something else happens or, uh, no, somebody has to drive somewhere and they get there in like five minutes. Like, like, like they kind of like, they took liberties like, okay, maybe a commercial break is enough to make you feel like you get to there. But when I watch it, I wasn't watching it with commercial breaks. Yeah. And so it's like the guy got it's there unrealistic. in two minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's unrealistic what time frame they're putting in different circumstances. Right. Yeah. And so that kind of took away like, there's no way that could have happened at that time. But <laughs> um, it was frustrating. It didn't, it didn't have the, um, I would just, these are easy writing. Every time that they need to go to a commercial break, you just have somebody go, I have to go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> Hold, please. Perfect amount you, of time for commercial break. <laughs> and then you watch people taking calls. <laughs> CTU. He walks in the bathroom and then walks out of the bathroom. CTU, yeah. how can I help you? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, I, I'm not, I, I want them not to do it. If they're going to do it, bring in a new writing crew. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Um, right. kind of disappointed. Uh, if I had to give this thing a, a zero to 10 rating, just kind of overall, yeah. um, 6.5. Okay. Yep. All right. So that's where I'd be at. We've talked a lot about 24, so we've got some big ones coming up. So we'll move through these ones maybe a little quicker. But. Right. So this next one I want to talk about, I don't, I don't, I won't spend that much time on it, but this is, this show does 24, 24 better than 24 does 24. <laughs> yeah. This is designated survivor. I'm actually mm-hmm. caught up. I watched a show with my wife and it's more engaging um, you care for the characters yeah. and the story a lot right. more than what's the 24. basic. So what's the basic premise there? It's really interesting. And, and this is what I'd say. The first episode gets you hooked. Yeah. Um, really well. Cause I, I was watching it with my wife and I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> what would happen? Yeah. Uh, so basically what happens is the whole Capitol building during a state of union address mm-hmm. gets blown up. So yeah. everybody dies in the government except for Kiefer Sutherland's character, <laughs> which is going to say there's a tie in. Right. There's a reason maybe why 24, right. is, you know, transferred so, a designated survivor. So he's a designated Kiefer. survivor, which means that, uh, there's no, uh, government left. So he becomes a president. He and is so he's the government. Like, he's like rushed out of this room, like security. They're like, sir, you were down the president and his wife is sitting there like they're like he's like in pajamas and a hoodie yeah and they're like swearing him <laughs> in and i was <laughs> looking awesome. at my like this is crazy yeah and so the first episode does a really good job at kind of bringing on the second episode does too it's not an action uh driven show though it's mm-hmm. more political it's and it's good so it's kind of like all the political side of 24 with not really much action um which is okay you just kind of have to kind of keep that in your mind yep um, going into it so you're not expecting action-y elements all the time. While there is action elements, um, it's just not there a lot. But I do really like it. Kiefer Sutherland's really good, although I can't understand him sometimes when he's like whispering. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with that. I have yeah. issues with that. But um, it starts, it slows down a little bit. And I think it's it's just suffering from, you know, being 20 plus episodes long in gotcha. a season. Yeah. I think this show would be excellent if it were... Um, 12 to 13 maybe 14 episodes gotcha um but it's it's really effective i like i like the characters are really rooting um uh for his his like staff that he like hires on that he has in the house with him um the uh i want to pull up what's his name because i really like him um cal penn is in it he's like the speaker of the house not speaker of the house he's uh what is he? Anyway, he's the he's the guy who's the press secretary. He's the guy who basically talks to the press and like he's really good. Gotcha. Which is funny because he actually I believe left acting for a little while to help in the Obama administration. He left House. Yeah. And I and I liked him in House. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he, he got off. He killed bad himself. In that show. Yeah. He, yeah. he killed himself in that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a bummer and a really sad point of that show. But yeah, he he's in this. I like him. 
Um, I liked him right away, basically. But some of the other ones I've had to warm up a little bit too. Um, but as a whole, I really like this. In this most recent episode, uh, they kind of break wide open this conspiracy that well, recently they break Illuminati? open Illuminati. Kind of. <laughs> so that there's this conspiracy of this group of people that are are that are anti-government and that have like they blew up the Capitol and plans to blow up all these other things. So let me ask you this. Okay. What are the odds that thirteen? Thirteen. I don't know what you're talking what about. What are the odds that designated survivors taking place in the same world as twenty four? <laughs> no, not in the same world. Because <laughs> everybody would know that Tom Kirkman is not Jack what Bauer. If it's the future. Like designated survivors the future. No, because Jack uh, Bauer is like is like It's his is, twin brother. He's been shunned Surprise. by the government. Jack Bauer's been burned by the government bad. Jack Bauer later on in life ran for president and I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. But hey, movie pitch. There you go. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but so it's a good show to check out. You're yeah. saying it's pretty It's solid. Range. It's it's not yeah. it's not it's not excellent, but it's it's decent. It's and, and I would, better than twenty four. Yes, it's, well, it's a lot better than twenty four Legacy. Gotcha. Not better than the original twenty four. It's better than twenty four Legacy. That's what I meant. Twenty four yeah. is still better than than Designated Survivor, but I like Designated Survivor. Anyway, uh, check it out. It's good. Cool. And um, to move on to the next one, actually, no, let me rate this last episode. Um, and it's just uh, actually change the page. Okay, so uh, in this last episode. Uh, they they find out there's like this whole they find like this giant like warehouse full of bombs <laughs> that they use to blow up the Capitol building. Yeah. And uh, Seth, um, who's Cal Penn's character, finds out that uh, Leonard, who's this like really like kind of unrelenting press guy, mm-hmm. is writing something. Found out the truth about the Capitol bombing and that it's not a terrorist group. It's it's that. So uh, it's it was it was an internal job of sorts. Yeah. And. Um, and he's like kind of freaking out about that a little bit, but it was good. Uh, I give it a seven point five, and okay. not the best, but it was. It's good show. Check it out. And diving into the next show, I want to talk about is the limited series again. The limited series Prison from Break. Netflix. Oh, Prison Break. Here, want to talk about Prison Break? All right. Yeah. So um, go for it. The the thing with with um, Prison Break is it's good, but not. Not as great as the first season, and I'm I'm waiting for it to get a little bit better. Right, and we talked about this, so it's it's doing better comparatively than the 24 Legacy reboot. Right, the Prison Break reboot is, but it's still not great. Right, it's not as good. Exactly. So as the original Prison Break, it's weird. The original Prison Break spent a lot of time on the details of how Michael was escaping from prison. Mm-hmm. There's an instance in this most recent episode where you you see some of the details, yeah, but a lot of those details are glossed over. Uh, for the sake of, I think 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 trying to get him out sooner. Okay. Because it's only nine episode season, so uh, um, it makes sense. So can't like cover as much. Well, right, so right. So like, what, what was cool about the original Prison Break is he had a tattoo for every single element of how he needed to break out, which made it really cool and it showcased how genius he was. Yeah. This one, spoiler, it seemed like he had some <laughs> stuff. Just kidding. And like some newer tattoos and some things to help him get out that were like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then they just kind of glossed over like, how did he get out of here? How did he know that, you know, the guards were going to be, you know, not on the roof and, and those kinds of things. Right. In this episode, last episode, he actually gets caught. Oh, that's not normal, right? Yeah. So, usually, so, so he does funny. a plan. Yeah. And they get out of the roof, like him and some other people. They get out and there's guards on the roof. And then he ends up getting caught and escorted <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't. I don't know. So he actually gets put into solitary confinement, re- records like a goodbye uh, video to his wife or yeah. 
his ex-wife because he's not married to her but anymore but um because <laughs> everybody thinks he's dead yeah but um as they would yeah so in past prison break shows they would do something like that and then they would do a twist and be like oh he did it on purpose because he's really genius yeah they didn't do a twist like that at the end so i'm curious to see if this really happened or if this is an actual twist or not. Uh, as a as a show hole, I got to give this last one a 7.5 again as well. It's it's all right. I am intrigued. I'm curious, but it's still not as engaging as the original. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we're having a case of people trying to be as good yeah. or it shows trying to be as good as the original. It's just not happening for me. But that's it. That's really all you got it for Prison Break. But Awesome. Next, Joel. This is the one that we've been waiting for. This is the one. This is the one that we've actually had a request for. Yeah. Uh, to watch and and honestly, I've seen it blow up in my newsfeed quite a yeah. bit on social media. They, I read a news article the other day. It said it's the top tweeted show of 2017 so far. I only watched the first 30 minutes, which doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, that didn't surprise me either. Okay, <laughs> I watched the first 30 minutes while I was on a treadmill. There you go. And um, Joel, you watched this whole thing, 13 episodes. And oh, what is yeah. the name of the show? 13 Reasons Why. All right, 13 Reasons Why. So really go ahead. And 13 episodes. For break this reasons. thing down for us. Yeah. So uh, 13 Reasons Why. The synopsis for this is it follows teenager Clay Jensen in a quest to uncover the story behind his classmate and crush Hannah in her decision to end her life. Uh, it stars a, stars a whole bunch of people. I think the one person that people would recognize the most is the main guy, Clay, who's uh, Dylan Minette. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, this could be all right. Minette, Minette. <laughs> um, it's got a bunch of other people, though. It's got uh, Catherine Langford as Hannah Baker, uh, Christian Navarro as Tony, uh, Alicia Bow as Jessica, Brandon Flynn as Justin. You've got Justin as Bryce. It's like you know all these guys, all these guys and girls' first names. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them because there's a huge cast for the show. It's a 13 episode thing, so you've got you know Hannah's parents, and you've got Clay's parents. You've got all the parents of all the other kids for the most part. You've got teachers. You've got other students that kind of come in and out of the story. Um, so this one is making a lot of big news and splash particularly because of the elements that it deals with within the show. And so right. I'm going to try to treat this and talking about it very delicately sure. because I do recognize that there is a lot of relatability to some of the experiences that people might have gone through uh, in watching the show and in talking about some of these subjects. And so I'm going to do my best here also to not come across as obtuse, not come across as uh, uh, cold or shallow towards some of the emotional elements of the show because it deals with rape, it deals with suicide, it deals with um, slander and sex and uh, I mean a lot of really bad things right. happen in this show and so I really don't don't want to just belittle any of that. If anybody's going through that or has gone through it or experienced it, right, yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of my disclaimer here at the get-go. That's good. I will say this is a show that in, in approaching it I really was not highly uh, excited for and anticipatory for um this isn't my cup of tea i'm not a huge fan of shows that deal in sort of teen drama and teen angst because it just feels very most of the time melodramatic i think a lot of that is the idea that there's people at this age that are somehow going through experiences that are of such a big nature that it would warrant making a show out of because i don't know about you matt but when i was in high school i didn't enjoy it like it wasn't the worst thing ever, but I didn't really enjoy it. I was kind of like enjoying the fact when I got out of it that I'm like moving on with my life. Right. But it wasn't like a horrible experience, but I also didn't have a ton of drama. Right. There were, I mean, I definitely got teased at times. I definitely did teasing. I mean, there was dumb things that happened that I made decisions to do and other people did that affected me. Um, but I will say this. 
this show does a really good job at presenting situations that feel very honest and feel very realistic and feel non-manipulated. And like if they were people that were of this age and going through this, you know, in this modern era, these types of situations, that is probably how they would have faced it and and approached it and experienced it. And because of that, it did not, the big fear, and again, because of types of show like this, is that it's going to fall into melodrama. Right. And that was kind of my big fear in watching it is going to be so over the top, dramatic and silly at times that it's just going to disconnect with me. And the show did not do that. Okay. The show did a very, very effective job of presenting it in such a way that was honest and real that I was connected strongly to the story. That being said, the things that are being presented in the show at times are so bad heavy. and heavy yeah. that it was a really difficult show to watch. Yeah. And I wasn't enjoying watching the different elements that were being portrayed in the show. And right. that might be warranted. I mean, that might be what they were really trying to accomplish with it. You know, it's right. based on a book, so there is some good depth there. It doesn't feel like the things that they're presenting are just shallow and they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. There was good character development. There was good, and I don't mean good as in like good things happen. I mean, like just they did a good job developing the characters throughout right. the story. And some of them, I mean, the, the crazy thing was is some of them go down this path and it's very realistic. They don't really seem to learn anything and their lives are worse by the end of the show. Some of them do learn things and they're kind of, their lives are better and they've kind of maybe grown a little bit personally. There's not a lot of that, but there's a little bit of that. And the ending to the show as well, Felt very honest. I don't know if they're going to make a season two. They kind of left it open, but it felt very realistic as to like- it, Really? Yeah. It felt okay. very realistic as to like, this is kind of probably how it would happen in real life, that okay. these things would kind of come out. The whole purpose of the story is that this girl has made these 13 tapes, and I didn't really talk about the plot too much, but uh, this girl, Hannah, has committed suicide, and this guy that really liked her receives these this box of tapes, cassette tapes, which in and of itself was a little- silly because it's like cassette tapes really but yeah. it's just it, it plays itself out it's fine and so um and the beginning of the story as well and so he has to listen to these tapes and they, they explain the 13 reasons why she's committed suicide mm-hmm. i want to talk more about the suicide aspect of it in a little bit but um it, it when i first started watching the show i really the, the difficult time that i was having with it is i really did not like any of the characters and it wasn't necessarily because they were poorly written. I just, they, like, these are the kind of people that, like, I wouldn't hang out with any of them. I wouldn't want to talk to any of them. Most of them were, like, very selfish, sarcastic, mean, manipulative. Right. Even Hannah herself, although she goes through some horrible stuff in this show, she's not the kind of person I would hang out to. She seems very, like, and they talk about this in the show. I mean, she seems like she really wants attention, and she's very big at times, and she just kind of says things to people and doesn't really care right. how it comes across. She just kind of does things. Yeah. And she just... And so I think at times she also does pay for that and not, not because it's warranted again, not because she like deserved that, but she does put herself out there. And so things happen to her. And again, I'm not blaming her because I want to be right, very, right, right, very right. clear. I'm not blaming her for anything that happened in this because right. people do things that are completely unwarranted to her and completely on them and very awful, right. horrible that they did right, right. Uh, to her. But at the same time, I didn't like a lot of the characters. I had a really hard time connecting with it. It took up to about the fifth episode. So I finally got the point where I'm like, okay, I really want to see where some of these stories are going, where some of these characters are going. And I really am interested enough now in the story to want to see kind of how it ends. And you know, it's, it's like a train wreck, you know, it's like, right. She's going to kill herself. Bad things are going to happen and really bad things. It gets progressively kind of darker and worse and harder to watch at times. Um, and you really do feel bad for this girl. You really do feel like yeah. there was some, just some really negative, awful things that happened to her. And it's very heavy. Yeah. Um, at the same time, 
I don't want to be like, I don't want to say that this is realistic. And I do want to talk about, I do want to touch on the suicide aspect in particular. I don't want to say like going back to my high school experience, 85 to 90% of my time in high school, you're sitting in a classroom, you're listening to a lecture, you're doing your homework. That's most of your high school experience. You're spending most of your time sitting in a classroom, listening to a lecture, bored out of your mind, going, oh, this is so tedious. This is so boring. And so I get why they didn't do that in the show because you have to have interest. And yeah. You can't literally just show kids sitting in a classroom. Right, right. But it's presented in a way that there's like all this stuff that's happening and it's just so just like boom, 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 bad thing, horrible thing, bad thing, horrible thing. Like all this stuff is just one after another, after another, and after another. And so it builds the tension. It needs to be that way. But it's also a, like it's realistic in a in a television so sense, but it's not realistic in a real world sense. And I think you have to draw that parallel. Right. You really, really, really have to draw that parallel because one of the big things that a lot of people are saying about the show, and I get it, is that in a way it could potentially glorify the idea of a person taking their life mm. and committing suicide. And I can see that. And I get I get that idea because it does end in a way I'm not gonna try I'm gonna try not to spoil too much here, but it does end in a way in a sense that you do feel like Hannah by killing herself was able to accomplish a lot of things and do some make Ooh, some changes yeah. that she wouldn't have if she had been alive. And that's it's a really difficult thing to set up in a person's mind. And I would also very strongly caution that if there is anybody out there that is struggling with, you know, depression or thoughts of suicide or has been through some really bad physical experiences or anything like that, this could be very difficult and could be very, I, you know, I don't want to use the word necessarily triggering, but it could be triggering and it yeah, could yeah, yeah. potentially put them in a very, na- I was impacted by this Wow. and I haven't been through anywhere near the experiences that the right. people in the show have been. Um, so just, you have to be very cognizant of that and very aware that this isn't going to be a show that's like, I feel super awesome about life yeah. and good things. So, you know, be wary of that. Yeah, when no, watching that's good. It. It's kind of like a disclaimer that yeah. it needs to be. And I think for young audience, especially, I mean, it doesn't pull any punches. It, it shows people in the act of doing sexual assault yeah. up to rape and, you know, it shows suicide, somebody literally committing that. And so it doesn't pull any punches. Right. So you have to be very cognizant and aware of it. And so, yeah. Okay. So in reviewing the show, I would get spend probably a lot more time talking about this. I think um, the acting was good. Okay. Some of the characters did a great job. Some of them did an okay job. There wasn't any like bad acting. The cinematography in particular, I really thought was good, really effective. Uh, one minor annoyance that I had personally is I didn't like at times, this kind of tied into the whole way that like I didn't like how it kind of glorified her her taking her life. Yeah. Her tapes would tie into the real world and like things that were happening live at the point of the real world. And I didn't like how it did that at the beginning. I got more used to it over the course of it. But at the beginning, it felt very manipulative. Like she would say something on a tape and then it would just happen in the real world. Mm. And I didn't like how that was kind of at the beginning more manipulative. Later on, I think they did it much more effectively and better because it was more like he had listened to a tape and then he would connect with a moment that was in the tape. Whereas before it was like, he'd be listening to a tape and a moment in the real world would then connect to the tape. So it was fine with the two, there's two different ways of looking at that. So, um, tonally it was super straight, like difficult to watch, but very effective at the whole like mystery elements of, you know, who's going to be, I kind of personally knew, like, it's hard to say, but like I knew where it was going. Okay. Like I knew that, and it, all the things that I surmised would happen. Yeah. It was very much apparent that it was going to go there. It was more shocking to me at times how far they would go to show those things. Right. Not that I wasn't expecting something to happen. Not that I wanted those things to happen. Right. Um, so on a scale of, you know, one to 10 or whatever you want to rate this, I would give it a B plus. I would say that again, though, 
strong disclaimer. You know, yeah. don't don't tiptoe into this show thinking that it's just going to be like a walk in the park. I think, I think the thing with this is it's, um, it's heavy. Yeah, definitely viewer discretion advised. But, um, I only watched thirty minutes, yeah. and I was intrigued. The premise alone is enough mystery. If you'd be like, "What is what?" Yeah. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I. There were things that I thought were charming. I thought the main character, I don't, I've only seen the first 30 minutes. He so was don't the judge main, me. he was the only person I actually really liked. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, he, in, in the, the first, in the first 30 minutes, he dropped like two or three Star Wars references. Yeah. You know, I yeah. was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. You get, I get more, I got more frustrated with him over the course of the show. Okay. Okay. But like at the beginning, he was like the only character I really liked right. and was interested. But then over the course of the show, you start, I started to more connect with the other characters. Okay. Gotcha. And you get, the cool thing is it, it does a good job of not, overly negativizing somebody like yeah sometimes people did bad things but they had a legitimate reason for it okay and again that's not to say that anything they did was right any of the characters but yeah. like you know for example one of the one of the girls um gets in a car crash sort of and you know breaks a sign and her mindset is like i just got to get out of here i've been drinking you know this is a really difficult situation and so she flees the scene just ditches it just ditches it and i not saying that what she did was right but it makes sense because she's very much scared that she's right. going to get in trouble. And at that age, that's very realistic. You know, I hung out with people that would do, would do something like yeah, that. They would yeah. knock the sign down on purpose. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, but so I, I, I get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's, I mean, it's good to know. Um, yeah. And thanks for taking one for the team and watching that. All right. You're up next, Matt. Yeah, hey, I am up next. Again. <laughs> I'm going to find the hardest, worst show to watch. <laughs> the most tragic show ever. Right. Yeah. So, um, and again, we, we actually got a request to review that. So yeah. if you want to request something for us to maybe check out, if, if we're able to, we want to be able to do that so we can review it for you. So just email us, yeah. uh, find us some message us somewhere. Um, again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yes, uh, website, Real Review Media dot com real review media at gmail.com and at real review media all those social medias um but other than that uh, anything else you got to add to this no i think uh that's pretty much all i've got i'm gonna go uh take a bath or i don't know let's go watch like, uh let's go watch or, uh, uh, nickelodeon there you or go watch some kid kitten videos yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Kittens playing with a ball of yarn on exactly, YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. Always cheer you up. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I need it now. Anyways, hey, yeah. thanks for hanging out with us. That's been another episode of Tube Talk, and it's been real. It's been real.